Good morning, church. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Um, now, this morning, um, my wife is here with me, and um, this, it, 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 it will be of a diff, different to how it normally goes on, on, um, on, on Sunday. But I want to share with you your, what I'm calling your personal healing plan. You know, I have friends, I have family members that sometimes come to me with various situations and they want to know how can they get the healing that Jesus has paid for manifested in their life. And in, and in endeavoring to, to, to answer them, I thought it would be, a, I just felt inspired of the Lord that it would be a blessing to, 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 to a multitude. So I'm sharing with you as I would with them just what actions they need to take just how they need to believe so as to have um, their healing manifested. Amen? Amen? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So in this video post, I will share with you what you've got to do, what you need to do. But let me just say this. Um, the word of God doesn't profit you unless you do it. You know, I may share some, some, I will share some things from the Spirit of God and from the Word of God that is the wisdom of God ordained for your glory and the manifestation of your healing. But it will not profit you if you don't do it. So you make up your mind that you're going to be attentive and listening and hearing, and you're going to make notes. You listen to this broadcast, you listen to this several times if you need to, but you are going to be a doer of what you hear today. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Now, um, I don't know what situation you're dealing with. You may be dealing with a, a, a long-standing health challenge, so to speak. You might be dealing with something that is of a chronic issue. You may be dealing with, with, with perhaps a bad diagnosis from the doctor. They may even call it, label it with one label or not and say it's incurable. You might be having a fertility issue. You might just be desiring to be pregnant and you want to have a child. You may be dealing with, with, with a, maybe a simple rash. And it might not be simple to you because it's annoying. You may have something more serious, something more serious like cancer. It might be, you might have dizziness, headaches, or, or some other reoccurring, some reoccurring infection, or chronic pain, or chronic uh, tiredness. Well, whatever, whatever it is that you're dealing with, it has a name. And the Word of God says that the name of Jesus is above every name. Amen. The Word of God, it also says... Um, in Psalms 107 verse 20, God says, I sent my word and I healed them and I delivered them from every oppression, every affliction, every destruction. The word of God has healing power. Mm -hmm. Proverbs chapter 4 verse 22, a verse we're going to mention a few times today, says the word of God is like medicine. It is health to all your flesh. It is like having one super pill, it's the gospel, and it is a cure for any sickness, any disease, any infirmity. Amen? So I, I, I need you to, to get a hold of the word of God today and get a hold of um, the instructions that are going to come through this post. I'm going to give you a personal, a personal healing plan, but you're going to have to do some homework. Mm -hmm. You're going to have to take it, consider your specific situation, and tailor it to that situation and challenge that you're facing. You're going to have to take this and make it your personal healing plan. All right? So get your pen, get your paper ready. As I said, um, you know, be prepared to, to listen to this several times if you need to. Um, at the end of this broadcast, we're going to share a link to, uh, on YouTube with previous messages and teachings on the subject of healing that would also be helpful to you, and we encourage you to, to take advantage of that as well. So let's get started. Amen. Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And um, also, um, questions may rise up in your mind during this video post. I encourage you to write them down, and, and um, at the end of the service, you can, you can text it to us, and we will be answering them on a future broadcast or during the week. But we will make sure that we do address those questions. The answer to your question is also will also be beneficial to others. So text any questions you have to 905. 905-549-5555. Mm -hmm. 
3884 or if you are on Facebook, you can always send us uh, a Facebook uh, messenger text and we'll, uh, to the same number, uh, 905-549-3884. Praise the Lord. Amen. All right, so let's get started. Now, I'm going to present this to you with what I would call seven bullet points. Seven bullet points. Number one, your faith. Your faith, the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1, that faith is, your faith is the substance of things hoped for, and it is the evidence of things not seen. Your faith is what will give substance and fulfillment to the healing that you desire. Romans 10 verse 17 says, faith cometh by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing by the word of God. So you must get a hold of the word of God that applies to your situation, meditate on it, mutter it under your breath, keep hearing and hearing it until faith is built up on the inside of you. Amen? Again, Proverbs 4.22. The word of God, that specific promise relevant to your situation is life and healing and health to all your flesh. And it will bring healing to the specific thing that you are dealing with. Amen. Um, I, I'm going to give you an example. I remember several years ago, I had a situation. Um, it was in the early days of my Christian walk. I was... I was teaching a Bible study at the time, and, um, and I, somehow or the other, I, I, I ended up, I had chicken pox. And, um, and so, you know, these little boils that pop out on your face. And so I began to squeeze them all, and, you know, and that pussy stuff pop out of them, kind of gross. Sorry for grossing you out. But I popped them all. After I did that, someone came along and told me that, look, if you have chicken pox and you pop it, you're going to have these scars on your face that will remain there forever. And I didn't like the sound of that. You know what I mean? Like, that's not going to look good. Me teaching healing and I have all these spots that came from chicken pox. So I began to look for a word. And I found a verse of scripture in Job chapter 11 verse 15 that basically said, You shall lift up your face without spot and you shall be steadfast and not fear. And I cling to that word that I will lift up my face without spot. Now, one might say, well, maybe you took that scripture out of context. But you see, God is so merciful and God is so gracious that he says that the way you measure it is going to be measured onto you. And the way I measured it, literally, is that I would lift up my face without spot. Stood on that word, and within a short space of time, every one of those spots disappeared from my face. Amen. Why am I sharing that? I'm sharing that to say you have got to get a hold of the word of God that applies to your situation, meditate on it, hear it and hear it and hear it, and faith will be produced in your heart. The word of God will produce faith. You see, the word of God contains faith. So when the word comes, faith comes. It's like water and the wet. When you drink water, when the water comes, the wet comes with it. So the word of God is not void of power, and it will produce faith. That's what it says in, in Luke chapter 1 and verse 37. Uh, my question, when you say hear and hear by the word all the time, what that means, Amen. that means we need to read it, we need to hear it, we speak it. Like what exactly referring? Is it a specific mm -hmm. thing relating to our situation that we need to hear, like, or read, or confess, or yes, I, I, just I, read in general? I would say it's all of above, all of the above. The specific verse in Romans 10, verse 17, is speaking about hearing it. And therefore, you need to speak it out of your own mouth so that your ears, your inner ear, can hear it. Because your heart will believe you quicker than it believes me. But also, too, you can hear it being preached. You can meditate on it. You can mutter it under your breath. You can read the Word of God, but more than anything else, get a hold of the Word of God that applies to your situation and digest it. So re regarding your situation. Yes, specifically. Okay. Amen. You. Praise the Lord. And um, so the Word is like medicine. Luke 1, 37 says, no word of God is void of power, meaning that every word of God has the ability within itself to bring itself to pass. The same way a tomato seed has the life in it to bring forth tomatoes. A mango seed has the life within it to produce mangoes. So a healing scripture that has to do with arthritis, 
for instance, that says the word will penetrate the dividing of, this, of the joints and marrow has the power to bring forth that. The word of God that might have something to do with your blood pressure, that might have something to do with broken bones, will have the power in it to bring that to pass. So that is why I say it's important to find a verse of scripture that applies specifically to your situation. And if you can't find a specific verse, talk to someone else, Google, um, check out, um, uh, uh, Google something on YouTube that has healing scriptures, or at least have a general scripture such as Galatians 3, verse 13 and 14, that says when Jesus hung upon the cross, he became a curse for you, and he redeemed you from the curse of the law. So that you can simply stand on the fact that no matter what I'm facing, I am redeemed from that in the name of Jesus. I remember uh, I was dealing with a situation physically some time ago, and I got all these scriptures. But however, mm -hmm. one of them that really stuck out to me, and Amen. I latched on, and that I believe my faith was connected to it, and it Amen. worked. Amen. Yes, praise the Lord. There are times where God would give you a specific scripture, and by all means, you take that and you run with it. Now, on this first bullet point, it is about your faith. Your faith giving substance to what it is to the healing that you desire. Right? Yes. Yes, I couldn't worry about it. The outside door is open. Your faith giving substance to the healing that you desire. And the secret to your faith is this. It is finished. Jesus said in John 19 verse 30 that it is finished. In Psalms 119 verse 8 and 9, it says the word of God is forever settled in heaven. Again, Hebrews 4 verse 3 says the works of God were finished from the foundation of the world. So the, you need to understand that the, the particular healing situation that you are dealing with, Jesus took it in his own body. And by his stripes you were healed so that when you can look into the realm of the spirit, that healing has already been accomplished. Jesus already bore that sickness and has already healed you. You see, when you recognize that it is already done, you're not begging or pleading or asking God to heal you. It is a matter of you claiming what's already done. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, why is this so? Romans, sorry, Matthew chapter 8 verse 17 says, Jesus himself, he bore your sickness and he carried your diseases. 1 Peter 2.24 says, Christ himself... It says, um, let me back up. It says, you being dead to sin, that you might live unto righteousness, by whose stripes you were healed. So your healing has already been accomplished. Now, the secret of your faith is recognizing it's done. Abraham, for 24 years, was believing God for a child. But then what happened, according to Romans 8, verse 17, God spoke to him and God said to him, I have made you a father of many nations. And when God, when Abraham was able to recognize, not that God was going to make him a father of many nations, but that he was already made a father of many nations, that became so real and so strong to him that it did not matter that he was 100 years old or the deadness of Sarah's womb. Why? He saw that he was already a father of many nations. He saw that it was already finished. Now, when you can make that shift with your faith and recognize that what you are believing God for, the healing that you are desiring, Jesus already bore it. He already took it, and by his stripes you were healed. When you can recognize that and receive it as done, that is the secret to your faith. So what the circumstances look like, what it appears like, is not what matters. All right. Now, the second bullet point that is important is this. You must fight the good fight of faith. Because you've recognized it's done and it's finished, you have an enemy. The devil don't want that word and that seed of the truth of your healing to spring up and produce. Nor does he want you to remain firm and steadfast in your faith. Because faith will quench every one of his fiery darts. Faith will give you your victory. And when you have victory, you have a testimony, and that testimony can be multiplied in honor, others, and he doesn't want that. The devil don't want you staying and abiding and functioning in the nature of Christ and the love of God and in the reality that the old man has been crucified, this sickness and everything has been dealt with, and you are now alive in Christ, and it is his 
life that you're living in. So the devil want to move you out of faith. And he wants, and the way he moves you out of faith is to try to get you out of your righteousness. Get you into some realm where you're under condemnation. So it says in 1 Timothy chapter 6 and verse 12 that you are to fight the good fight of faith and stay in faith. And the key to that is the verse 11, which says, pursue righteousness. You must remain and function in righteousness, remain and function in that oneness that you have with Christ. Amen. Why? Because Jesus shed his blood and he took your sickness. He took your disease you, in his own body. And when he shed his blood, that blood, and he took that stripes in his back, it was for your healing. You've got to know that. You've got to believe that. And, as, and because of that shed blood, there is no condemnation because you're righteous. Because, you see, the enemy will try to tell you that you did this wrong or you did that wrong. And, and therefore, you know, you've somehow earned this sickness. And there's some punishment for something you did. Yeah, I was going to ask you what you mean by no condemnation. No, so you answered that. Exactly. Because, you see, so because Jesus took the punishment, he paid the price. And even if you open the door because of something you did wrong... The mercy of God and the blood of Jesus covers that. You know, when, we, when, when it says in, um, I think it's James chapter 5 and verse 14, is any sick among you? Let them call for the elders of the church and let them anoint him with oil and pray the prayer of faith over him. And if he has committed any sins, it shall be forgiven him. In other words, his sins is not supposed to stop the healing power of God. Unless you allow the condemnation to come on you. I'm not saying that you are to stay in sin. There was a woman that was caught in adultery. I think this is where, is it? I think it could be John chapter 8 verse 11. And, and then Jesus says, you know, as she stood before him and the others were picking up stones to stone her. Jesus says, neither do I condemn thee. But then he said, go and sin no more. Mm -hmm. There was a man that was, that was at a gate of, uh, no, not a gate, that was at a pool of Bethsaida that was there for several years, and he couldn't get into the water first to be healed. Jesus saw him, got him healed, and got him delivered. And later on, Jesus met him, and Jesus says, you know, go and sin no more, lest a worse thing come upon you. What I'm saying is, you see, you are not to allow condemnation and sin consciousness to hinder you from receiving your healing. But it is not a license that you are to continue in whatever behavior may have opened the door to that sickness. Yeah, it comes to my mind like uh, if this something comes to your mind that bothering you and you feel condemned over, I believe it is for you to deal with it. And the way the Lord has told us, if you acknowledge your sin and you confess it, you'll be cleansed. So you, you remove what the enemy has trusted in That's pulling, right. stealing from you the word. Mm -hmm. But when you, do, uh, when you confess it and say, okay, acknowledge it, forgive me, and move it off the way, then mm -hmm. your faith will be stirred. Amen. Because you see, the place where you receive from is who you are in Christ. And according to 1 John four seventeen, as Jesus is, so are you in this world. So that you can have boldness and confidence in that day of testing. Because as he is, how is he? This new, he is righteous. He's holy. Ephesians 4.24, you are created in righteousness and true holiness. Colossians 1.22, that in the presence of God, in God's sight, you are holy. You are without blame. You are without fault. You are without reproach. So you must recognize that. And you must also recognize 2 Corinthians 1 verse 20, that in Christ... Where you are, all the promises of God are yes and amen, and there's a certainty. Mm -hmm. So you are to be free from sin consciousness, free from any sense of condemnation, stand in your righteousness, and stand firm in your faith, and fight the good fight of faith. Amen? amen? Mm -hmm. uh, while, I'm on that, while I'm on that point, let me also mention this. You can go the opposite way of being self-righteous. Where you believe that, wait a minute, you know, I've, I'm such a <laughs> solid, good Christian. I, I pray every day. I, I give alms. I, I, I tithe faithfully. I, um, I am so helpful and kind to everyone that I can. I, I, I've been a Sunday school teacher for 20-something years. I've never missed. And because of that, God ought to heal me. Well, no. God doesn't heal you because you've been so good. You are healed because Jesus has paid the price for Amen. it. It is the blood of Christ that has qualified you. Thank it says God. in Colossians 1 verse 25 that he has made us meet 
or he has qualified you to be partaker of the inheritance in the saints of which healing is part through the blood of Christ. Yes. So you must recognize that that's the authority by which you, have, you are able to receive your healing. It's what Jesus has done yes. in the cross, mm -hmm. what he has finished, his shed blood, and it is, that's the basis. But that's all you need. Yeah, Amen? nothing but the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. <laughs> so you fight the good father faith, stay in faith, stay in humility, stay in, in the righteousness of God, not self-righteousness. All right. The third thing you must do in order to, uh, in your healing plan, in order to, to get a hold of your healing and get it manifested is you must exercise your authority. You see, you are raised up with Christ. You are being made to sit together with him. Jesus' authority is your authority. That's the reason why he's given you his name. Jesus said in Luke 10 verse 19, Behold, I've given you power and authority to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. You, are the, you have to, to recognize and exercise your own authority. You are not to call God and say, God, you speak to the mountain for me. No, you speak to the mountain. You don't say, God, resist the devil for me. No, you resist the devil. You don't say, God, cast out the sickness, cast out the devil. No, you cast them out. You must recognize and function in your authority. Speak with boldness, just as if you were Jesus. Amen. Because as he is, so are you in this, world, his world, in this world. You have his name. You have his na nature. Those things that were against you, he ended by his death and burial. So you are to speak from where you are in Christ, mm -hmm. declare the word of God, declare the promises that you are standing on, and do so with boldness and confidence. Amen. Ephesians 3, verse 12. Ephesians 3, verse 12 says that you have boldness and confidence and access um, by the faith of Christ. You have access and boldness to the throne of God, and you have access and boldness where the enemy is concerned, and you have access and boldness and in intercession for people to bring them into the fellowship and the truth that Christ is in you, the hope of glory. You've got access with boldness and confidence, Amen. and you need to function in that. Um, in a moment, can you find Romans 10, verse 6 and 8? I'm going to ask you to read that in a moment. But let me just amplify this issue of boldness and confidence just for a moment. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 19 and 20 says that you have boldness to, to, the, to the, let me read it, let me read it specifically. Romans chapter 10, verse 19, therefore, brethren, because of the remission of sins, you have boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus. And by a new and a living way, a new way in which you are supposed to now live that Christ has consecrated for us through the veil of his flesh that was torn. In other words, by what Jesus did in his body, when his body bore the sickness, the disease, the curse, and everything else, because of what he did in his body, by that body that was torn, and by that blood has been shed, you now stand and live in the presence of God in the holiest of holies. And it is from that place that you have boldness and confidence and access to the Father, to the enemy, principalities and powers and to people. It's from that place. So you must exercise yourself by declaring the power of the blood, declaring what Jesus did in his broken body. And recognize that that's where you stand, and it is from there that you bind the devil. It is from there that you declare by his stripes I'm healed. It is from there that you cast the cares on the Lord. It is from there that you function. Amen. But again, let's just to repeat this point, you must exercise your authority by speaking. Can you read that verse for me, please? Romans 10, 6 to 8, it says, But the righteousness which is of faith speaks on this wise. Say not in your heart, who shall ascend into the heaven, that is, to bring Christ down from above, or who shall ascend into the deep, that is, to bring Christ up again from the dead. But what, say, uh, what says it? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and mm -hmm. in your heart, that is, the word of faith. In other words, then, you don't say, Jesus, come down. Jesus, come up. God, you do it. No, 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 no. 
It says the word is near you even in your mouth and in your heart. And besides, if you think about it, Jesus doesn't have to come down or come up. He's right here. Amen. And you, you are his voice. So you are to declare and do the speaking for yourself. The word of faith is near you even in your mouth and in your heart. Many times people have difficulty receiving healing and walking in divine health because they wouldn't talk and speak with authority. They speak what the circumstances are saying. They, they, they cry and they beg and they whine and they murmur. Now, I don't want to not, to, to not have compassion on you. God is touched by the feelings of our infirmities. But you are to function from where you are in him. And in that place, you are to be bold and you are to declare. Can you read Ecclesiastes 8 verse 4? Jesus is the king of kings, but he is the king of kings over kings. And you are a king. Mm. What does it say in Ecclesiastes chapter, chapter 8 Ecclesiastic verse 4? Ecclesiastes 8 4. Where the word of a king is, there is power. And who may say unto him, what does it thou? Amen. So where the word of a king is, there is power. You are a king. Your word has power. Amen. Life and death is in the power of your tongue. You have that authority, but you must declare it. You must decree it. You Amen. must speak in the name of Jesus. Yes. Hallelujah. Amen. You see, Mark eleven twenty three says, this is how faith works. You must speak to the mountain. Whosoever shall say to this mountain, be removed and be cast in the sea and shall not doubt in his heart. But believe that what he says shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he says. Yeah, yeah. So you speak to the mountain what it is you desire. And believe that what you say is going to happen. Recognize the authority that you have. Speak to that arthritis and say, arthritis, I resist you. You get out of my body in Jesus' name. Pain, you leave me. Jesus bore that pain. You got no right to be in my body. My body is a temple of the living God. And you say that and you mean it and you declare it and you decree it. So, Pastor Ian, uh, to speak in authority, is there some scriptures that um, makes you to speak in such a faith? A scripture or how are you going to... Well, I know when you hear, you believe with your heart, and then from the heart uh, you speak. Mm -hmm. This authority, where is it going to come? Okay, it's coming from the fact of righteousness. It's righteousness. coming from the fact okay. that you are one with God. Mm -hmm. You are one with Christ. You are one with his nature. The new man is created in his righteousness and his holiness. Ephesians 4 verse 24. And Proverbs 28 verse 1 says, The righteous are as bold as a lion. Now, bold doesn't mean loud. It could be loud. But bold means there's a plainness of speech. that, ha, ha, this is how it is. So you're saying we meditate on scripture specifically related to righteousness and who are in Christ Jesus? So well, we can build just that faith you can of just speaking? Righteousness is a gift. And the more you study and recognize righteousness, its authority, and so on, then the bolder you will get. Mm -hmm. but, but you see, also too, when you see the promises regarding your situation and you recognize that that promise is declaring what's already done and what's already finished that he did carry the sickness he did carry the disease and by his stripes i were healed it's not i could shout about it but really this is the truth this thing has no right and no authority over me because it's already done i'm already healed father i just want to thank you it's finished so plain truth believing whatever the scripture says and right. that's knowing that god already done it that's then right you'll get the boldness to speak it boldness okay. and confidence that is coming from the faith of him and coming from the place where you are in christ where it is finished this new and living way where it is finished and where you do have authority over, where you are far above all principalities and powers, and you have authority over the enemy, over sickness, over disease, and all of that. So it is, and that is why um, Ephesians 3.12, boldness and access with confidence uh, by the faith of him, is really connected also to, Ephes to Hebrews 10, verse 19 and 20, especially verse 20, this new and living way, this new place that, 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 that you are to live, that Jesus consecrated and say, here, this is where you live, son. This is where you function from in this place. Amen? And that's something um, we're going to develop over time, learning how to function from that place. Amen? Thank you. But you are to do this continually. Psalm 70 verse 4 says, let them, if you love God's salvation, say it continually. Hebrews 6 verse 12 says, through faith and patience, you obtain the promise. I'm talking about the same thing. Exercising your authority and standing and remaining in faith and not being moved. 
Now, you one might say, but to keep saying the same thing over and over again, by his straps I am healed. I'm free from this sickness. This sickness can destroy me. To say it over and over is vain repetition. No, 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 it's not vain repetition. What you're saying is not vain. It is, it, first of all, it is the word of God. That is not vain. That is not empty. That is not fruitless. And the reason why you're saying it over and over and you're declaring it is it is, it is like pouring the water of the word on the fiery infirmity that wants to destroy you. It's like pouring it, pouring the water of the word until you smother it and you put it out completely. It is like taking the cancer and saying, cancer, you're going to eat this word. By his wraps, I'm healed. And it's like taking that, that word of God and, and, and forcing it on the, on the sickness or disease until it chokes and until it goes over and, ah, ah, and just wither and die and disappear. Mm -hmm. Amen. So that is why you do it over and over again. The Bible says if your love is salvation, if your love is deliverance, if your love is healing, let them say it continually. Until when? Until you have the full manifestation. It's a great analogy because uh, if you see fire, the more, the bigger the hose and the power coming right. out, the faster it's crushing, even forest. That's right. So the word is the water. So I speak about the washing of the water, of the word. So Amen. the analogy of the water and the word. That's the right. more you pour the word with That's power, right. which is with conviction and mm -hmm. authority, Amen. the faster the situation crumbles. That's right. So what you're doing, it is already finished in heaven. In the realm of the spirit, and you are finishing it here mm -hmm. on earth. Mm -hmm. So get specific promises of scriptures and declare them. Galatians 3 verse 5 says the Holy Ghost, he performs miracles, but he does it by the hearing of faith. He needs you to give him his faith, give him faith to work with. He needs the, the sword that he uses is the word of God. You need to give him the word to work with. You, he, you, he performs the miracle, but when you speak and you declare and you operate in this manner, it is as if you are creating a spiritual environment, a spiritual atmosphere, a spiritual canvas over the situation that he can now work with and bring to pass. Yeah. Jeremiah 1 verse 12 says that the Holy Spirit, he performs miracles. But how does he do it? Hearing. He does it by the hearing of faith. Sorry, that's Galatians 3, 5. But Jeremiah 1, 12 says that God will watch over his word to perform it. What word will he watch over? Jeremiah 1 verse 9 says, my words are put in your mouth. I've touched your tongue. So when you speak God's words, God will take those words and watch over it and perform it. Amen. Jesus says, when you confess him and you declare the truth before men, he will confess you in the realm of the spirit. Right. Again, it also says in Hebrews 3 verse 1 that Jesus is the apostle and the high priest of your profession. He is ordained by God in that high priest's office to bring fulfillment to your words when you speak it as a priest of God under him, he has the power and authority to bring fulfillment. Why? The government is on his shoulders. Yes. Amen? But your part is, you got to believe God, you got to speak it, you got to declare it, and you got to remain steadfast in faith. Amen. And then God and the kingdom of God and the angels and the Holy Ghost and Jesus and all of that, they will do the rest of the work and bring fulfillment. Yes. Amen? So one of the things I suggest is, coming out of this Third point of, of, uh, of um, making, uh, of speaking boldly, is take some time and write out some, some short confessions that is tailored to your situation and declare it constantly until you have the manifestation. Then add thanksgiving to your confession. Like, uh, let's take, for instance, suppose you wanted to be pregnant, right? You can declare um, Exodus 23, verse 20, 26, which says, that none shall lose their young or have a, a miscarriage or a premature birth, which is also confirmed in Malachi 3 verse 11 that says your vine shall not cast forth its fruit before the time. So if, so if, you're, if you're pregnant, you're not going to have no premature birth or you're not going to have any miscarriage. And the rest of Exodus 23 6 says, and there shall none be barren in your land. Whether you be male or whether you be female. Whether it be an egg issue or whether it be a sperm issue. 
none shall be barren in the land. So you got to recognize that this is what God has said. Amen. This is what is established in heaven. All the promises of God belong to me. And I claim this. Amen. I declare it. And you speak it to the mountain. Amen. You may have a situation. It might, uh, you may have, let's say there was a growth or there was a tumor. I'm just giving you some example. You may have to declare to this to growth and to that tumor, you have no right to my body. My body is the temple of the living God. And the life of God within me, flowing out of my spirit, dissolves every growth and every tumor. Yes. And my health is totally restored. You might be dealing with arthritis. So you speak to the arthritis, that's your mountain, and command it to leave, to get out of your body. Speak to your body and declare every organ is functioning perfectly as God had designed it to function. Yes. Amen? And, you just, and I forbid any malfunction of any organ in my body in the authority of the name of Jesus. Mm -hmm. But that's what I'm saying. Get confessions that apply to the situation and declare them and speak them boldly, constantly. Leading to the to bullet point number four. Set a specific time of the day in which you will declare your decrees. Psalms 2.7 says, you shall declare the decrees of the Lord. Job 22.28 says, you shall decree a thing and it's going to be established. Remember, you are king. Yes. You declare and you decree and it's going to be established. Yeah. You, say, well, I, I, and you say, well, do it day and night, day and night. Do it, do it often. Ecclesiastes 11 says, in the morning sow your seed and in the evening sow it again. Don't withhold your hand. Mm -hmm. You don't know which one is going to spring up. You don't know which one is going to be the one that pushes it over the top. So keep sowing, keep declaring, keep speaking. Now, schedule a specific time of the day when you're going to make your declarations and decrees. Mm -hmm. And schedule it around something that you have to do. Yes. Like schedule it around mealtime. Schedule it perhaps uh, uh, if you're shy and you don't want anybody else hear you speaking. Mm -hmm. Then schedule it in your washroom break. Schedule <laughs> it when you're in the washroom. Amen? <laughs> when you're alone. Ske um, schedule it maybe when you're falling off to sleep at night. Mutter it on your breath. You go to wake up in the morning, let that be the first thing that come out of your mouth. You see, you are working on something. You are working on getting your manifestation mm -hmm. manifested, your healing manifested. Be creative. Learn and then learn how to mutter onto your breath. By Jesus' stripes, I am healed. Thank you, Lord, for your divine healing power flowing in my body. By Jesus' stripes, I am healed. Yes. I'm free from that infirmity. Jesus, you're my healer. Thank you, Lord, for your divine healing power. And learn to speak like that under your breath. But you got to make sure you do it. Amen? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Now, if there is an element of fear and harassment and torment, some, some, I mean, some tormenting thoughts crossing your mind over and over again. Recognize that the very repetitive nature of that, there's a devil involved, and you bind it in the name of Jesus. You take authority over that spirit of fear and rebuke it in Jesus' name. Yeah. You go into the hospital, you have these pains and you have these things, and every time you go to the doctor, the doctor can't find anything. You might be dealing with a spirit of infirmity, mm -hmm. and it's not just a physical thing, so you take authority over it. I bind that spirit of infirmity, and I declare I'm loosened from it. Amen? Hallelujah. I mean, if you're planning to lose weight, it doesn't just happen. You got to schedule some times when you're going to go to the gym and you're going to have to figure out what your diet is going to be and you're going to be very specific and on purpose about it. What scripture comes to me, you're doing this mm -hmm. and um, always I remind myself of that the desire of the righteous shall be granted and Amen. your desires is in line with the word of God mm -hmm. and it shall be granted. That's right. When you're speaking, believe it is happening. Amen. That's right. Praise the Lord. Um, Proverbs chapter 4 verse 20 to 22 can you read that so I'm saying you got to have an exercise plan <laughs> right exercise yourself onto That's godliness good. exercise yourself onto the manifestation of your healing amen and that's I think 1st Timothy chapter what 4 verse 7 perhaps the All right? exercise yourself onto godliness have an exercise plan amen alright can you read um, Proverbs chapter 4 verse 20 to 22 my son Attend to my words, incline thine ear unto my sayings, let them not depart from thine eyes, keep them in the midst of thy heart, for they are life unto those that find them, and health to all their flesh. Amen. It's health to all your flesh. Amen. But you got to find it. You'll notice throughout all of these various bullet points, there is this emphasis 
the word, the word, the word, because the word is the vehicle. Yes, amen. It is his word that he sent to heal you. Hallelujah. You know, if you had a prescription from the doctor who you respect, and he tells you take this, take these vitamins or take this, you know, three times a day before meals, you probably follow it very diligently. That's true. Well, this is, the, this, is, this is not a pill. This is a gospel. Hallelujah. Amen. Get a hold of the word of God and take and do the prescription. Take That's your prescription. Right. Take your medicine. Hallelujah. What's the scripture, Pastor, about the bodily exercises profit little? But Godliness is profitable unto all things. Bodily exercises. I, it could be wrong again. First Timothy chapters 4, somewhere a wrong verse. Um, 7. I'll get it. All right. It says, yeah, verse 8, actually. Bodily exercise profit little, but godliness is profitable for all things, having a promise of the life that now is and of that which is to come. Amen? Our confession, it seems to me, if you correct me if I'm right, mm -hmm. that these confessions, these exercises of authority are um, godly exercises. That's correct. Yeah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Put the blood and the word in your mouth. Hallelujah. Now, the fifth bullet point is this. You must stay in the place of faith. Stay in the place of faith. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 23 says, um, Hold fast to the confession of your faith without wavering, because he that promised is faithful. Amen. And he, can you read Hebrews 4 verse 14? Seeing that, then that we have a great high priest, that's passed into the heavens, Jesus the Son. Amen. So hold fast to your confession because you've got a great high priest. Hallelujah. And he is watching over your words as they agree with his words mm -hmm. to perform it. Mm -hmm. Amen. But if you don't say anything, he doesn't got anything to work with. And that's Amen. performed. That's right. So pressures might come. Don't let pressures, don't let symptoms, don't let the cares of this world Pull you off of your confession. Don't be distracted from your focus. You're working on something. You're working on the manifestation of your healing. You're working on having complete wholeness. Mm -hmm. Now, you see, here is the thing that I find very interesting. You see, um, that sometimes, you know, we have different levels of, of understanding, different levels of, of knowledge, uh, and grace is multiplied. It says when you have, you know, when you increase in knowledge. But regardless of what level you may be at, Regardless of what you, you don't, what you don't know, the word of God promises in Galatians 6 verse 9 that you will reap if you faint not. Mm -hmm. I say that to emphasize you do not quit, you do not give up, you do not draw back, you do not bow down, you stay with your confession until you get full manifestation. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Number six, abound in thanksgiving. Mix thanksgiving with your confession. Colossians chapter 2 and verse 7 says, of verse 6, as you have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him. This stuff works by faith. You got saved by faith. And you're going to grow and you're going to walk and you're going to live this Christian life by faith. Everything in the realm of the kingdom of God operates by faith. And then it says in verse 7, rooted and built up in him, in Christ, in that place where you live. And established in the faith, as you have been taught, abounding in it with thanksgiving. You can abound in that place of faith. You can abound in that place where you live by thanksgiving. There is a power of thanksgiving. You see, it says in 2 Corinthians 4 verse 15, that when you abound in thanksgiving, regardless of what you're dealing with, it will cause grace to show up. So that that situation that was meant for your demise will work together for good. Amen? This picture comes to me like when, uh, when you give Thanksgiving, it seems to me like the roots that start pulling down That's and right. taking more roots so the fruits will come up. That's right. Amen. So abound in Thanksgiving, abound in praise, irregardless of what you see, mm -hmm. irregardless of what you feel, irregardless of what it looks like in the natural. You do not walk by sight. You are walking by faith. Amen. You are not walking by how it appears. You are walking based on what is finished in heaven. Amen. The Bible says in Luke 17 verse 20, Jesus said, the kingdom of God does not come by observation. 
So you don't look at what they, you don't look at the circumstances to see if you're healed. You look at the word of God to see if you're healed. And when you know, you see, it says in 1 John 5, 14, this is the confidence that we have in him. That if we ask anything according to his will, according to what is finished, according to his word, according to what Jesus has already paid for, if you ask anything according to his will, you know that we know that we hear him. And then if we know that we hear him, we know yes. we have the petitions that we desire of him. Amen? Amen. So, don't be moved by observation. Um, you know, Jonah, remember Jonah? Yep. Man, he was in a tough situation. Now, can you find, where, where is Jonah? If you find it before me. Jonah, I'm looking for Jonah, chapter 2. Glory to God. I'm going to have a conversation with Jonah when he what gets verse? in. Chapter 2, verse 8 to 9. 8 to 9? 8 and 9. 6, 7. Actually, I'll tell you eight, what. I'll, I'll just, yeah. Jonah was in a situation. He was in the belly of the whale, of that fish. Right? I mean, there was like seaweed around his neck. The environment was probably dark and smelly and slippery. When, you, when he looked at how it appeared, man, it looked like there was no way out. It looked like disaster. It looked like death. It looked like it was over. But listen to this statement that Jonah made. Jonah said that they that observe lying vanities forsake their own mercy. In other words, Jonah says, look, if I believe my circumstances and I believe these evil doctors report and I believe what I observe, it will, I will cut myself off from the mercy and the deliverance from God. So he says, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to call these things that are contrary to what is finished a lying vanity. They might be an earthly truth, but they are a lie in, in comparison with what is finished in heaven. And then he goes on to say, and I will sacrifice unto the Lord with a voice of thanksgiving. He says, I'm going to rejoice and I'm going to give thanks. And if you read the rest of that passage, read the rest of that passage. I will sacrifice unto thee with the voice of thanksgiving. I will pay that, that I have vowed salvation is of the Lord. Amen. Amen. And you know the rest of the story. They, they, they scroll along a little bit more. And the Lord spake unto the fish, and it vomited out Jonah out to the dry ground, and the so, answer will come. That's right. And God spoke to the fish, and it spit jo Jonah out. But when did that came? That came after mm -hmm. he took his position of faith. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 4, verse 18, we look not at the things that are seen, but at the things that are not seen, because the things that are seen are temporal, but the things that are not seen are eternal, and yes, they have amen. the power to change the things that are temporal. Yes, you see, many times that's the problem with symptoms. Symptoms could try to, will, will try to keep you immersed and focused on the problem, so that in, instead of you looking on to Jesus, the author and the finish of your faith, and as a result, you become, you, you, you forsake the mercy of the healing of God. Mm -hmm. Amen? Yeah. So, what am I saying? You are to abound in thanksgiving, talk and act, and act as if the word is true, because it is. Let thanksgiving and praise and rejoicing come out of your lips. Why? Because that is your corresponding action. That's the first corresponding action of your faith is your speaking. Mm -hmm. First Peter 1 verse 8 says you, that you are to rejoice. We rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory, receiving the end of your faith, even the salvation of your soul. Yes. When you can rejoice and be glad even before the manifestation, even with your, in your emotion, they will begin to shift and come in line. Mm -hmm. Amen? Yes. Hallelujah. Now, those are the six, um, what should I say, bullet points. But now let me mention one other bullet point that I think is important. important. And two aspects to this. Number one, and these are the buts. <laughs> Don't allow fear. Don't allow false evidence appearing real. Don't be moved by appearances. Don't be, don't be moved by the deadness of Sarah's womb. Don't be moved by your age and circumstances. Don't be moved by, 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 by symptoms and, 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 and so on. Because you see, if you do, you're going to be pulled out of the realm of the spirit where it's finished. And you're going to be pulled into a natural carnal realm where the enemy is strong. 
I, I, I've used this analogy uh, or the story of this, this big tough guy in, 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 uh, on the, in a sports event and he can pull all these huge weights of tons and, and run with it and there's this strongman competition and he's winning, he's winning all of these events, you know, throwing the shot put, the big um, shot put far and all of that. But then when it came to the event of going in the swimming pool, he began to flounder, he couldn't swim. Mm. My question is if you had a fight with him, should you fight him on the land? Nope. No, take him in the swimming pool where he can't swim. Right. Amen? Yeah. So that you have the advantage. Well, that's the case. If you fight with the devil in the realm of reasoning and what it looks like and what it feels like and in the realm of, of um, intellect and symptoms, he will defeat you. But you take him into the realm of the spirit where he's been cast out, where he has no power, where he has no authority. And where the life and the authority in the name of Jesus, where you are able to reign. And that's how you win. Yes. So, number one, do not allow fear. Number two, the second thing is, sometimes there is unbelief. Jesus in his hometown could not do many, might, many mighty miracles. It says in Mark chapter 6, I believe, 6, verse 5 and 6, because of their unbelief. Because of the unbelief that was present. They figured, we know who he is. This is the carpenter's son. And they had such disrespect and they had such unbelief that Jesus, the son of the living God, could not do any mighty miracles there. So what happens is we've got to deal with unbelief. Sometimes unbelief can come from religious lies and erroneous teachings. Teachings that will teach you such as, well, God has given you this affliction to teach you something. God has put this on you. Or this sickness is to glorify God. Or Paul had a torn in the flesh and he cried out to God and God didn't heal him. God just said to him, my grace is sufficient. Or uh, uh, various religious lies. And these lies and error in your thinking can produce unbelief. So what should you do? Get the truth. Study. You know, study. Get a hold of the truth so that you can drive off those unbeliefs and destroyed with the truth of the word of God. You've got to study to destroy the sources of unbelief in your life. So. Uh, question, it might not be relating to what you're saying, but I noticed you said that uh, the unbelief came because they're familiar with Jesus. Yeah, and that he is from their hometown. Mm -hmm. So how do you get over that? If you well, are in a, say, in a church... And you get familiar with the ministry. Yeah. You get familiar, especially if the minister is your relative. So how do you get over that? Well, for one thing, you see, many times people come to a minister for the minister to pray for them. And they figure, I want this minister to pray for me mm -hmm. versus this other one. And what are they saying? They're saying, I have more confidence in him laying on of hands and his faith. When what they ought to be doing is they come for the elders of the church to pray for them. And the elders of the church, yes, they ought to pray the prayer of faith. But they ought to be coming with a mindset of looking onto Jesus. They ought to be coming with a mindset that knows that Jesus has finished this. And when they lay hands on me, I receive my healing. The moment they lay hands on me, the moment they anoint me with oil, I'm not just receiving their hands, but I'm receiving the hand of God in their hands. So we have to look past the person and look to Jesus. He is the author and the finisher of the world of faith. He is the one that produces the miracles. All glory and all honor is from him. So that's one aspect, not to look at man, but to look to God. But then the other aspect of unbelief can simply come from the fact, from lack of knowledge. Mm -hmm. And in which case, then you need to get knowledge. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because of what they don't know, they get hurt. Amen? And so on, and they become alienated from the life of God and the healing that is rightfully theirs. Thank you. Amen. Now, let me put a quick summary to this teaching here today. So here are the five, here are the seven, here are the things that you need to get a hold of. Number one, you must have faith, and the secret of faith lies in knowing that it is finished, and that you were already healed, and if you were healed, you are healed. Number two, you must stay in faith. By staying in righteousness and refuse any condemnation whatsoever. And know that you've got a right to be healed because Jesus has paid the price for it. Number three, exercise your faith by speaking the word of God and the promises of God over your life continually and doing so with authority. Number four, write out and make specific confessions that pertains to what you are dealing with. And, um, and set specific times 
of the day when you are going to make those confessions. Number five, stay in faith. Remain consistent and remain steadfast. Do not be moved. Through faith and perseverance, you obtain the promises. Number six, mix your faith with thanksgiving and praise and rejoicing. Abound in thanksgiving, abound in praise, and abound in, 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 and rejoice before God. Number seven, get the truth of the word of God and, and rid yourself of all unbelief and fear. Now, in closing, you must know this. With God, all things are possible. Amen. Furthermore, can you find Jeremiah 32, 17? Amen. Furthermore, with God all things are possible, and all things are possible to them that believe. Why? When you believe, you put yourself with God, and what is possible with God becomes possible with you, and all things become possible to you. Amen. Can you read um, Jeremiah 32, verse 17? O Lord God, behold, thou hast made the heaven and earth by thy great power and stretched arm. So God, you made the heaven, you made the earth, you did all of that by your stretched out arm. Whatever Amen. I'm dealing with, it's nothing, it's not difficult for you. Amen. It is small in comparison. Magnify God and minimize the problem. Mm -hmm. Magnify the fact that God is faithful and he has made me a father of many nations. And minimize the fact that you are 100 years old and the deadness of Serum. Magnify the Lord God Almighty and say continually, Amen. let the Lord be magnified. The Lord God performs miracles Hallelujah. and he does it by the hearing yes. of faith. Thank you, I want to pray with you right now, Father, whatever you're dealing with. So Father, I pray for everyone under the sound of my voice. And those that might listen to this broadcast sometime in the future. That in the name of the Lord Jesus, I first of all pray that you, they would have wisdom, revelation, understanding, and the wisdom of God that is ordained for them to have the manifestation of their healing. Open up their eyes. Give them revelation to bring them to that place of clarity and understanding that their healing has already been paid Amen. for and that they have got a right to it. And in the authority of the name of Jesus right now, I come against every sickness and every disease. First of all, I bind that spirit yes. of infirmity that has been trying to afflict you, and I command it to loosen you in the name of Jesus. I take authority over that generational, hereditary, cursed thing that has been working in your family, and I declare that Jesus, when he hung up on that cross, he redeemed you from every generational curse. He redeemed you from everything that is that the doctors might call hereditary. And I declare that by his stripes, you've been healed. And the blessing of the Lord brings healing. It brings deliverance. So I command your body. I command your organs. I command your blood pressure. I command your blood. I command every system in your body. Obey the word of God and be healed in Jesus' name. I command arthritis and pain to cease in the name of Jesus. I command bowels that have, that have been dysfunctional. You function the way God has designed you to function. I command you liver. You liver condition. I curse you in the name of Jesus. I speak to I speak to I speak to every disease, every sickness, in the name of the Lord Jesus. And Father, that one that wants to conceive, that one that wants to have a child, in the name of the Lord Jesus. Father, I'm asking that you would give them that miracle of, of, of conception in the name of the Lord Jesus. Father, I thank you. You're the God of all grace. You're the God of all miracles. And I thank you that your grace abounds to your children right now in the name of Jesus. Now, I want to pray for any one of you out there, and you've, you've, you've never made Jesus the Savior and the Lord of your life. All that Jesus died for, you can have. And the only thing that separates you from eternal life, from the life of Christ being your own, is you rejecting Jesus. It's not all the bad things or all the wrong things that you've done in your life. That's not what keeps you away from, from, from this eternal life. And all the good things and all the great things that you have done, that don't qualify you for this eternal life. It's one thing. You must believe on Jesus. It is believing or not believing on Jesus that makes all the difference. God wants you to have him as your very own life. God wants you to know him. 
God wants to live his light in you and through you. God wants you to have his peace, his joy, his strength. And what it takes is very simply this. You are to receive Jesus. You are to repent of the fact that you were living without him. And you are to accept him and believe that he not only died on the cross, but he was raised up from the dead. So you pray this with me right now. Say, Father in heaven. Father in heaven. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I'm asking you to save me. I'm asking you to save me. I repent. I repent. Of saying no to Jesus in the past. Of saying no to Jesus in the past. And right now. And right now. I receive Jesus. I receive Jesus. Into my heart. Into my heart. And into my life. And into my life. I believe. I believe. That Jesus died for me. Jesus died for me. And that he was raised up from the dead. He was raised from the dead. I believe. I believe. That because of his shed blood. That because of his shed blood. I am blood, forgiven. I am forgiven. For all of my sins. all my sins. From everything I've ever done wrong. Everything I have done wrong. And I receive Jesus into my life and I receive Jesus into my and life and I choose and I choose to give my life to him give my life to him and live for him and live for him teach me oh father teach me oh father fill me with your spirit fill me with your spirit hook me up hook me up with a good church with a good church so that I can learn so I can learn how to live this life how to live this life in a way that pleases you in a way that pleases you that is totally successful that's totally successful totally victorious totally victorious I receive Jesus now I receive Jesus now as my eternal life as my eternal life and I'm a new creation I'm, I'm a new creation all things have passed away all things have passed all away all things have become new all things have become and new and I can now say and now I can say that God that God you are my father you are my father you have fathered me you fathered me I'm now born of your spirit born of your spirit born of your word born of your word and I thank you and I thank you I am a child of God I am a child of God hallelujah hallelujah praise the Lord blessed yeah. be the name of the Lord thank you, glory Pastor. to God yeah. hallelujah thank you Pastor Ian amen um, we have a few announcements before we go um, we ask you to text us to again to 905-549-3884 or Facebook Messenger if you have any questions and we will answer them uh, on the future broadcast um, and on our all social media platform. We have Facebook, we have YouTube, we have Periscope. And uh, also, we're going to... Particularly in relationship to their healing. And particularly because for their healing. Your yes. microphone's on so you can tell them. Yes, yes particularly. Um, like send us a text. Um, if you have a question, especially if it's in relationship to your healing and the message that you heard today. That's right. And also shortly, uh, by, when the service is over, we're going to send you a number of resources uh, that will help you build your faith. Uh, we're going to connect you with the healing school that Pastor Ian had and a healing series and how to get manifestations. Amen? So look for it on Facebook post uh, as soon as we finish and um, connect with us with your questions regarding Great. healing. Amen. Praise the Lord. And now you get an opportunity to worship God in your giving. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. And, um, you know, which is, we worship God with the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. But we also worship God with our tithes and our offering. And as we give financially to the work of the Lord in support of what God is doing through this ministry, you are giving to the Lord. And you are declaring, yes, I want to see this word. I want to see these truths continue to be preached. But you are also declaring, Lord, I favor the ministry of your word. And I desire to be part of what you are doing. And it says in Galatians chapter 6 and verse 6. Um, um, it says, let him that is taught in the word. Share in all good things with him who teaches. So, and then it says, for God is not mocked. Whatever man sows, that shall he also reap. So I believe it is a blessed thing for you to do to participate in support of what is going forward from this ministry and to do so as on to the Lord because you believe in the word of God and you believe in the ministry of the Holy Spirit that all men are to come into this fellowship and to the truth of Christ in you, the hope of glory. So there's a number of ways in which you can give and yes. Pastor that can yes. um, give We have some... uh, uh, three ways to give. You can uh, text from your phone TLMHCA to the number 77977. Again, 
text TLMH CA to 77977. And uh, you can go to our website, tlmh.ca, and there's a give button at the top right-hand corner in blue, and you'll be able to give through your, uh, the website. Or you can also e-transfer us, if you are in Canada, to info at tlmh.ca. Info at tlmh.ca. You can send e-transfer, or you can mail your checks to our address at 28 Parkdale Avenue, North Hamilton, Ontario, and it's found on our website. Amen. Um, Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Let me just pray with you just as we close today. Father, I thank you for your grace. I thank you for your sufficiency. I thank you for the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. And I thank you, Lord God, that there is a grace that comes to your people to be able to stand. For, Lord, we are not ignorant concerning the wise of the enemy. And we recognize that it says in your word in Hebrews 10 and verse 32, that after they were enlightened and they received further light and further understanding and comprehension, that immediately the enemy comes and he tries to bring pressure and he tries to bring affliction so as to move them off of the word, and he tries to get them distracted by the cares uh, of this world and the deceitfulness of riches, and he tries to get them offended, and he tries various ways to stop them from, from that word producing. But I come against any retaliation of the enemy that would try to come against your children to steal this word from them, and I bind him in the name of Jesus. And I declare, Lord, that they have the power of the Holy Ghost to stand firm in your word and stand against the wiles and the, att the attacks of the enemy and to continue to abound in grace, abound in thanksgiving, abound in giving and receiving, abound in rejoicing, and be a blessing to you, Father, and to worship you in spirit and in truth. In Jesus' name, Amen. I declare that you are blessed and the blessing of the Lord is working in your life and is driving out every trace of curse in every aspect of your life. Hallelujah.